All right, welcome to Is the 705 Yet Podcast, episode 51, No Baby Yet. So we obviously start off this podcast because it is Brandon and Katie's due date today on the 19th as we record. And as we all knew was going to happen, uh, since Miles is the son of Brandon Jarmoska, is going to be fashionably late, unless something magically happens in the next 45 minutes. Honestly, so uh, that's a fun way to start with the pod. And then Brandon, for some reason, he, he gets in there and starts talking about Jason Tatum. So we start off this pod apparently with baseball. I mean, basketball. Basketball. Uh, yeah, basketball. Um, but then after that, uh, Mick Abel, I say Brandon's first-born adopted son, I guess you could say. I don't know. As a uh, first-round draft pick from the Phillies last year. He's gone through three starts so far in low A. Uh, we're able to talk about that. Um, uh, but hey, on to you, Potter. Yes, Gryffindor. Uh, we so uh, we we also get into the Blue Jays series a little bit um, briefly. We didn't really want to talk about it, but it was the Vinny Velo and Nick Maton show. Um, Nick Maton, by the way, is a total bro, um, and and we love him. Uh, he hit his first home run in the majors, so so that was very exciting. Um, we talk about Bryce Harper um, and his deceitful stat line um that is completely not true uh we talk a little bit about the marlin series some trade packages we hate nick pavetta but not really he he's doing well and we it, it good for him um and then we talk about the unspoken rules of baseball which uh which got broken this past week so with that we say Welcome to Is the 705 Yet Podcast, episode 51. As always, I'm Alex, and with me is my podcast partner who is patiently waiting for his first child to arrive, Brandon Jarmoska. Brandon, how are you? Coming in clutch with the late night podcast on the due date. Yep, and you couldn't have been more wrong about the time and the due date. I did choose today. (laughs) At 7.05, and I was wrong. You know what? I don't even care what day it is, Brandon. Because first off, let me say this. I only chose the due date today because no one else chose the due date. I know, I knew 1,000% that Miles was going to be late. It is typical Brandon Jarmoska fashion. Brandon's always late to everything. Miles is going to be late to everything. So we know, Miles, I'm going to give it three more days, three more days, three more days. So what's that put where it's Wednesday. So I'm saying Saturday at seven oh five still. Well, we're not changing your answer. I'm changing Again. my answer on the pod. So it's right. an official. You, you can <laughs> you can change it internally, but it is will, podcast official. Unless unless she goes into labor right now and has a baby before tomorrow morning, you will win nothing. You win nothing. You'll get and nothing say, in like. I it. mean, it's not as bad as Ben saying that. Oh, I meant June eighteenth. So that's yeah. a, you know, for how late Miles is going to be. So, uh, but yeah, Brandon. Uh, maybe at any time we'll have to leave this pod, which would be fantastic work. So I got let's make phone. that happen. Let's make that happen, Brandon. I got Tell Miles to hurry up. 
Oh, wait, I did. I got a tech. No, I didn't. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> Cheeto. Cheeto. Uh, all right. Well, um, to start this pod off, um, I would just like to say I'm still a little peeved about the Jason Tatum. Oh, my God. Iconic on, photo. Guys. Wait, 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 wait. Before what? Brandon gets into a stupid non-baseball related question and gets into his little temper tantrum about a Boston Celtics player. Brandon and I are not doing the traditional pod today. Oh, yeah. We were both super swamped. Obviously, it's the due date, so we didn't have much time for notes. And And so Brandon has a few few notes that he took throughout the week. You know, we missed this past Sunday pod. Uh, Just been very busy over this past. Yeah, very busy over this past week. Um, You know, Phillies obviously continue to piss us off. We just watched Andrew Knapp fly out to the wall to end the ball game. They left runners in scoring position one they were one for nine with runners in scoring position on today's game um but somehow this team brandon they're still in second place only like a game or two back of the mets which is well blows my mind so i mean we have some things that we'll obviously talk about brandon it's just some positives yeah. over the past week i think it'll be more positive pod uh yeah. we need we need miles to come into a positive world uh specifically a positive baseball environment but that way, Miles can become a professional uh, major league baseball player. No, yeah, we don't. <laughs> he doesn't need to be a podcaster. We need Miles to become a major league baseball player, as they so we can interview him. He'll be our first guest. All right, good. Yeah, it'll be eighteen 20, years till our 20, first guest. <laughs> Twenty-four years. Twenty-four years. Twenty-four years, probably. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we do apologize. I know it's been a week long hiatus since we recorded last and posted anything. It's like Alex said, it's just been a very busy week. It feels like, and also I'm I'm kind of lazy. So um, if you if people didn't realize that, but um, sorry, you need you need the rest before Miles shows the, up. Yeah, I'm I'm I took I drank an energy drink uh, earlier today when I got home from work because I knew I'd be up late doing this and i'm still tired so it's uh, uh, and for everyone my dad and for everyone not going to be watching our instagram feed later when we record our intro brandon is currently wearing a harry potter snuggie and i say so he looks terrible right now <laughs> he looks like a dork gryffindor Oh God! You like that? Pod, you like that? Pod's gonna be off right. off the wall. Is they not gonna have any rhythm to it? We're just gonna talk. So Brandon, go ahead, get into your basketball complaint. Well, I complained about it. I think on the last pod that we had. Um, I don't even remember. I I know I said something about it on the last pod, but Jason Jason Tatum and the Celtics just shut up. Just shut up. Okay. That I, iconic, I'm doing air quotes right now, iconic photo of him holding the paper with the number, the his score, his final points total at the end of the night, 60 points in a double overtime game. Yes, it's impressive, 60 points, but don't do the iconic picture if it's not 100 points and you're not on the Sixers. I mean, what were these people, th- they, they were literally doing that to make me react the way that I am right now and to get double P on a baseball out, podcast on a baseball podcast. So 
thanks guys. Thanks ESPN. Thanks Boston, but effing Celtics buddies. Yeah. I mean, da just, just, ugh. just ugh with a side of, ugh. Uh, I do agree, but I will not, not, I will not say no anymore because I'm, I'm not yeah, as angry. I'm not. I'm not as angry as bad as Brandon. But we're about to make Brandon happy because, Brandon, I know your real first note that you wanted to talk about was going to the minor leagues and talking about your one, your firstborn, Mick Abel. Yes, my the rock, my hard place. Yes, Mick Abel. Um, he uh, he made his first uh, his first start on Cinco de Mayo uh, for the Clearwater Threshers, Threshers, Threshers. Threshers. Threshers, the Thresher Sharks. Um, he only pit. I mean, I guess in the in the minors at that level, they they only let him go a couple innings. And I mean, it's really like his first outing it's, as, it's as his a first. That's, yeah, it's his major league yeah. debut because the last season being canceled. Right. For the minor leagues. Right. And I mean, I mean, two two and a third innings pitch. He ha- he gave up three earned runs, a home run. Um, he walked a couple guys, had two strikeouts. I mean. I mean, what more can you expect from this guy's first major league debut, or in in the minors? And this is single A, right? Or is it low A? Yeah, uh, it's single A, but yeah, it's low. It's low A ball because there's two. There's low A and then there's high A. Yeah. Uh, he's he's starting out obviously because he came out of high school. Uh, this first professional games, so I say he's starting out at low A. He'll probably be there most of the season. Yeah, almost. So, he'll, he'll probably be there all the season, honestly. So he ended up his first game with an 11.57 ERA, which, to be honest, isn't that great. But again, he only pitched two and a third inning, first outing. He yeah. his second outing was May 11th. Um, he brought his ERA down, so he had a better game. He pitched two and two thirds, um, gave up two runs, uh, another home run. Um, his third start was three days ago, May 16th, and he brought his ERA down even more. Um, he only pitched two and a third inning. And he had five strikeouts. So, I mean, that's impressive. Yeah. Five and strikeouts thing, and two and, and a big third. thing, too, with the minor leagues, Brandon, especially down in the, that level, is you don't really want to look at the ERA. A lot of these guys are learning new pitches. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're tinkering with things. They look at things like command, like walks, I think, is something to pay attention to, command in the strike zone. And also... Um, like how they're progressing through a game, you know, like Mick Abel in his first start, I heard he like, he was firing like the 97, 98 mile an hour fastballs. But by the second inning, uh, or partway through the second inning, he was down to like 92, 93. Yeah. So uh, just losing his tick on his velocity. So a lot of it's just, honestly just tinkering with their mechanics yeah. down in low A, yep. like, you know, talking about, I mean, like you said, not throwing many balls. I see mean, he, throwing out walks. A, he pitched. Uh, everyone's raving about him so far. Yeah, yeah I, I watched. Did you watch the video of his first game? I I watched. Yeah, I was able to see some clips. Yeah. I see have a couple of I, them. I I thought he I thought he pitched well. Um, I I don't want to say he reminded me a hundred percent of Aaron Nola, like his windup and all that. But I mean, it. I I feel like I got flashes of Aaron Nola, like when he was younger, in him. Um. But I I don't know I'm an idiot so don't don't believe what I say. But, but um but in his last I mean he's only given up six hits in three starts so I in uh, yeah. seven and a third inning so 
Yeah, that's pretty good. He's walked a, a few guys, um, which Alex said they're tinkering with pitches at this level. So yeah, learning new uh, ones. You yeah, know, he'll changing their, changing their grips on sliders and changeups, whatever he may add to his arsenal. I mean, it's, what's impressive is his fastball for an 18, 19 year old kid, whatever he is now, as it being up in the 96, 97 mile an hour range for a yeah. starting pitcher. That's awesome. Yeah, but I, I, I have faith. Um, I mean, it's definitely going to be a, a couple years until he's if if he even gets to the major leagues. Yeah, but uh, I think the ETA on him, Brandon, is 2024. So we yep. have to do this podcast until 2024. <laughs> at least. At least. I say we have to be there for his debut. Yeah. That would be awesome. I, I, I really hope he gets there. I, I do have faith in him. I, I think he's, I mean, it's only been three games, but I think he's already progressing well, not to be, not to count my chickens before they hatch. But um, I, obviously I like the kid um, and I hope he does well. So, but hey man, um, soon we're going to have to Brandon. Well, actually they might've changed it this year. Prior major league drafts were always in June. I feel like they changed the draft to the all-star break now for some reason this year. I don't know. So I'll, I'll have to take a look at that, but soon we're going to have to start talking about the draft MLB draft and new guys for you to obsess over Brandon. Oh boy. It's because it won't just be five rounds this year. Like it was last year. It'll probably be 20. Yeah. 20 to 30 rounds. I, I can't wait. Can't wait. As it should be a lot of fun. It should yeah. be a lot of fun. Yeah. But Mick Abel, love you. Do well. We'll be watching you. Yeah, um, I like, if I could, Brandon, before you go yeah. into some of the games, I'd, I'd like to touch a little bit more upon the minor leagues. Um, okay. Obviously, yeah. it's only yeah, it's only been about two weeks th- so far in the minor league season, uh, two to three weeks um, for most of them. Uh, none of the no one's lighting it on fire down there. I know Bryson Stott has in high A has shown some pop. He has a few home runs, which is really nice. Um, the Reading, the Reading team's not playing. They were hoping the Reading team pitching would be a strong suit, and the pitching actually has been terrible. I think they're giving up. I think their ERA is like around six or seven. Uh, Reading, when I checked, I think it was yesterday that I saw Reading is two and ten so far in the season. So something to keep an eye on. Uh, and, and I mean, it's obviously early. These guys missed a full year. Yeah. Pitchers, you know, especially my early pitchers, they're probably going to be more behind than anything. Uh, especially because they're going to be also tinkering probably with new stuff since they mm-hmm. last played in 2019 in full games and everything. So, uh, but you know, Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, they, they've been playing okay around 500 and, uh, I can't remember the record for high and low A teams as I but I believe they were all around 500 actually, if not a couple games above 500. So, um, nothing, nothing, no one's standing out. No one's throwing on a show. Honestly, the biggest get has been, Mick Abel, um, like everyone's paying attention to every single start. Yeah. Like every time Mick Abel starts, an article is being written about him. So uh, Spencer, Spencer it, Howard. Oh, uh, yeah. I say that's Spencer Howard pitched well. Brandon, what did he, he had eight Ks at his last start because they're stretching him out to be a starter. In like to probably four innings, take, right? you know, Chase something? Anderson's spot. Yeah, he went, I think it was uh, in four innings, he struck out with eight batters. Yeah. Um, so he's been pitching uh, pretty well down there in Triple A. Yeah. I'd like to him. I personally like. I know Chase Anderson. People want him out now. And I say I personally would like Spencer Howard to get another one or two starts down in Triple A. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to rush him up. Like I'm. I'm talking like bring him up maybe beginning of June. Like give it. A, like you said, give it about two weeks. Let him get another start or two in, 
as it uh, you know get them stretched out even further yeah. uh, would be my preference. Yeah, I I agree. I and Chase Anderson's been a great like filling guy. Except for uh, except for what Whoa. day was that? The Nick Mayton game. Yeah, the Nick Mayton game. Yeah, I say that was also known as the Chase Anderson give up eight Blow runs game. and hit one in yeah. game. Yeah, but I mean before that he he was going five innings like yeah. almost every game that he he pitched and I think he had a winning I think he was like three and two going into that game and now he's like three and three or something but um but yeah he's he's been very serviceable Chase Anderson um it would be great to see Spencer Howard uh, back but whoa 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 what let's not push it well I said he's been I serviceable say ve- you said very serviceable well. But- I think when I think that I think of like he's won every ERA game under and four. Yeah, I got you. I got or you. ERA even in the fours, like his yeah. ERA is probably in six or seven right now. So let's not let's not push it, Brandon. I know you like his, right. his little he's dude better. bro. I know you like his dude bro necklace that he wears all the time. No, well we got to talk about that too because he's definitely better than Matt Moore at the starting role. Um, and no, I know no. we talked. I know we talked about it. This. Well, I know we talked about it. Last night, uh, when we were smoking cigars, and ERA real quick six point nine six, six nine, nice. Um, anyway, uh, speaking of Chase Anderson, um, and also Matt Moore, um, Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast, they were talking about guys with punchable faces. Um, that's kind of a spike bit, though. I say that spike. Oh, is it? Like saying that he wants to punch guys in the face. <laughs> I said Spike definitely is like, yeah, this guy has a punchable face. Like Trey well, Young has a punchable face. Oh, he does. He for sure yeah. does. Um, so does Jason Tatum. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Especially in that picture that he took. So, um, But Matt Moore has a very punchable face as well. He, yeah. I mean, the first, the first time I saw him in spring training, I was like, all right, this guy, his face is, something's going on with his face. I just want to deliver one of these right to his suck hole. Hold on. Didn't you also say at one point that Matt Moore fucks? I did. So he which does. one is it, Brandon? Does he fuck or does he get his face punched? Well, his first Make start, up your damn mind. His first start, I was very confident in him, and that's when I said he fucks. Um, right now, well, well, he's he's doing that in the bullpen. He is lately. fucking in the bullpen. Yeah. I don't know who. But he's he is someone, someone. Yeah. probably the guy's running on the field last last he's, night. He's gonna take over David Hale's job. Oh, please like, God, yeah. Like you said last night. Yeah. <laughs> or it would be better. Yeah, that is an option for sure. Brandon and I talked about as I said we were hanging out on Tuesday night, and uh, obviously we talked Phillies even when it's not on the podcast. Yeah. As I say, but uh, we talked about Matt Moore being a guy who takes uh, David Hale's spot. Uh, say in the near future because yeah. you know matt moore's guaranteed money david hale's not so releasing him won't hurt as much yeah um and i i've seen this a lot of places if um and i kind of believe it like anytime joe puts in david hale it's kind of like he's giving up the game wait we what happened what happened? Uh, we have the mlb's sixth no hitter Corey oh kluber my God. just threw a no hitter Oh, who threw, wow. one la- who threw one last night? Who uh, was it? Thorn, I know- Thorn ball from the Tigers. Yeah. To, against the Mariners. So the Mariners now have two no-hitters against them, and the Indians have two no-hitters against them. Oh, boy. Six no-hitters so far this season. It's not even 
Like, we still have 11 days left in May. Wow. Sorry to change subject real quick. Wow. And it's, and it's Corey Kluber. Weren't we, yeah. weren't we talking about picking him up this last year? Yeah, I mean, this is just, <laughs> he hasn't had many good starts, so... But this he's is been, something he's been picking up though lately. This is something I read. I just read an article on. I wish I could give credit to whatever article it was, but I can really honestly cannot think about who it was that I read it. Oh, it was a Barstool uh, article, and it said, "Great job, MLB, you fuck baseball again." Uh, so obviously, the past few years, Brandon, as a home runs were at an all-time high, balls are getting launched out of the stadium, and a big complaint was to the MLB that they kept denying because Rob Manford and his dumb suit and his moron and his anti-baseball anyways denied that they made the baseball, they made the laces tighter and they so the, and it made the ball harder and say, so that allowed more home runs, you know, pitchers can spin it as well. And I said, because of those laces being so tight, well, this season before the season started, the MLB even said that they kind of loosened it, made the, the laces bump up a little bit more, which allows you to get more grip and spin. Right. on the ball, as in which pitchers have had a lot of spin rate, you know, that's what big thing that they practice with analytics now and all these different things. So I think that's why a pitcher, that's why you're seeing offense at an all time low, you know, in major league baseball, like the Seattle Mariners are hitting overall 199 as a team. Wow. Yeah. And say so far this season and we're Not almost good. two months in and say, so uh, that's something Brandon that baseball, you know, went maybe too far the other direction and now we're well, not seeing as much offense and now we're seeing six no hitters so far this season. I mean Brandon, what 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 do you prefer? What what do you think and also remember in this article they stated as well, the Barstool article, is over the past five, six, seven years, all MLB's been teaching and all these teams have been teaching is launch, launch angle, angle, launch angle, launch angle, velocity. launch angle. And since the baseballs have been so hard for the past few seasons, and like everyone's like, wow, look how easy it is to hit a home run. You just have to get even a hold of it just a little bit, and this ball flies. Like Andrew and Snaps tonight. Yeah, yeah. If this, if Andrew Snaps hit was a baseball from the previous years, that ball would have been out of the ballpark. And the Phillies would have won. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So, what do you? My question to you, Brandon, is obviously the baseball is fucked up. You know. <laughs> what the baseball needs to get back to is stop teaching the launch angle and teaching getting on base. Like, so, you know, the game I want to talk about, Brandon, that at one point later in this podcast would be um, Tuesday, Tuesday night's game where the Phillies scored seven and got nine men on base in a row between walks and hits. None of them were home runs, Brandon. They were singles, extra base hits, and two walks. And I say, so that's – where I think baseball needs to get back to, especially if they keep this baseball. But my question to you, they need to get back to I rallying. Said, yeah. Like where, what do you prefer? Do you like the, how it is with the baseball is not necessarily softer, but kind of, I guess you could say almost back to normal a little bit. And I say, or did you like it the previous years where the ball, you know, balls are flying out of the ballpark nonstop. So my question to you is, no, 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 they, whoa, whoa, whoa. you can't answer. You can't well, answer no, my I've, question with the question. Well, yeah, I can. No, I'm going you can't. to. I'm no, gonna. You can't. No, you're not. Yeah, yeah. And then I will ask you a question back. To well, I just, question. No, I just, I just want to know when they switched from the normal baseballs to the harder ones where the home runs were flying out of the park and all that. Like when when did and that really switch happen? Noticeable about 
three. It was either three or four seasons ago. But like, did they really change anything with the balls? Yes, they did. Well, they deny it, but yes, the laces were definitely tighter. You ask any of the pitchers, okay. and it's like laces 100% were tighter and the balls were harder, and right. they're more slick too. That's so, the spin rate and everything, and now they're tiny, tiny bit softer, which makes a difference because you can dent, you know, dent it a little bit, get your grip. Laces yeah. protrude a tiny so, bit. So, would you say they're back to normal now, or back to closer? Well, it depends what you consider normal. The baseball changes. Don't get me wrong; the baseball's never so, exactly so the I same. Think, so I think this I, stems so back. So I'm to, just saying this gives a little bit more of an edge to the pitchers, I guess yeah. you could say. It, no, I, mean, I shouldn't. I shouldn't even say edge. This evens the playing field. The ball's it, not gonna fly out of the ballpark on a pop up. Okay. I yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. On a pop up like naps tonight. Like I I honestly didn't think that was going out of the park. But like if it was like last year, or the years before, it, it would have definitely gone out. But like like it it was hit so high that like I would have I was like all right it's it's an out. But then like. The, the players were like going back so far. I was like, oh, maybe maybe it will go out. I don't know. Um, but I think this all stems back to baseball trying to change things because like it was the same for how many years and it was fine. And then they decided to f things up and like I, so I, Rob I Manfred stuck his you know foot in the wrong place. Yeah, Rob I mean, Manfred is like just I hate him. I mean, I hate him. It, is is offense really down though this year? Like home run production? Yes. As, as opposed, okay, because because I mean like the I mean I, I guess it's because it's the Phillies, but it feels like the teams that the Phillies play that like the other teams have hit so many home runs, especially like when we were in Colorado. Maybe not home runs. You keep talking, I'll double check. I mean when when we were in Colorado, I know there were games where there were like I feel like five home runs hit like in two of those games. So I mean that's a lot of home runs. In, in my opinion. So, I mean, is it really, I mean, yeah, there's six no hit or the six no hitter is going on right now. Knock on wood. I know you're not supposed to talk about that, but, um, but we are, Nope. Nobody's hearing us right now. So, um, this is no, live. Oh, Oh, Kluber did. Yeah. You already threw it. Oh, I thought it said he has a no, no going through. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 You're right. All right. So the, yeah, it's a six no hitter of the year. Um, What's the most no hitters that that there's ever been? I wonder, in a year, eight I think. I think I saw it was like eight, and like right now we're on pace for like probably twenty or something. So, <laughs> so I mean, I mean, even if the ball has changed, like doing that as a pitcher, like that's that's impressive because you got to. I mean, you got to depend on your defense too. So it's like all around at that point, unless like the pitcher strikes 27 guys out. So, but I, I, I really, I really don't know. I, cause I love the pitcher duels, but I also love like an offensively e- explosive game, you know, especially if it's like the Phillies. So I don't know. I, I kind of like, I kind of like the pitcher duel. Um, and, and they're not being as many home runs. Like, like you said, Baseball kind of needs to get back to like the not doing the launch angle and exit velocity, or, or I guess maybe they still need to focus on exit velocity. But I mean, I, I I liked last night, like you said, the Tuesday night game where it was it was what three to one in the eighth inning, and then the Phillies scored seven runs, 
I don't think there were any home runs. It was just bases loaded and they just kept getting hits and it was great because like the base running involved. It's fun to see the guys run the bases quickly instead of like trotting like a home run. And it just like gets more people involved. It gets people more excited. Like when you're scoring runs like that. So, I mean, they baseball just needs to stop changing stuff. Can you hear me? Are you still looking stuff up? Yeah, so I can hear you. I'm having problems finding it, but, like, so uh, I have home runs hit in each league um, from 1901 to 2019. So in 20—so you start seeing a jump basically in 2016. 2015, you had 4,900. And then 2016, it jumped to 56. 2017, it jumped to 61. 2018, wow. it went back down to 55. But then 2019, it jumped to 67. And I say otherwise, the previous from 2010 to 2015, really 2007 to basically 2015, you're in the always in the 4,000 something range, high mid mid 4,000 to high 4,000 range. So it increased over the last five years. Twenty twenty, they have five blank, years and, and, yeah. and so far they don't they don't have it updated for this year. So the last five years it's increased, and now this year it's on a on a low. Or yeah. I guess the pace is is not as high as those last five years. So, bottom line for me is baseball just needs to like stop changing stuff because they think it's better for ratings or whatever. Because right. like. People like consistency. I mean, you see it with the umpires. Like, I hate when there's an umpire back there and he's not being consistent the whole game. Um, people like consistency in sports, I think. So, if you keep changing stuff, especially stuff that doesn't need to be changed, it, there's it's going to be a problem. And, like, pitchers are going to complain. Hitters are going to complain. It's like, just... Let the kids play, okay? Stop changing stuff. Let the kids play. All you right, know? here we go. So just using an example, Brandon, for April of this year, April 2021, um, and they're comparing this against 2019 since obviously 2020, like they're just, that's a lost season. Yeah. Uh, but the balls were the same in 2020 as they were in 2019. Uh, but, like I said, so comparing this against 2019, since that's the last full season, and I say 2021 in April, 873 home runs. Uh, 2019, 1,144 in April. That's a huge difference. That's a, And that percentage is, that brings the percentage to 4.72%, uh, which in 2019 was 5.17%. So just just something to uh, think about, everyone. Uh, and if you just like stop it uh, changing or not, stuff. yeah, stop changing stuff. I mean, I I like pitching duels, uh, and and I think this will maybe force baseball to like. I think you might have said I was not totally paying attention, Brandon, because I was looking up stuff. Uh, but like I'm sure you said, is that maybe this will force teams to in the minor leagues to stop teaching nothing but launch angle and really just get back to the basics of double yeah. steals and um, yeah. like uh, just, hit and run, hit and runs yeah, and, get, and get, laying down the bunt, 
you know, and just it's getting it's hit, getting into the gaps. It's just getting into rallies, like just yeah. just hitting the ball like you should be hit. Like like I I love home runs. Don't get me wrong, I love seeing a, a yeah a long honestly, home run. I but that rally last night was more that was we oh, were yeah. outside just watching through a window and it was a ton of fun. <laughs> it was like like again I I love home runs, but like just seeing home run after home run like that's what the home run derby's for. Yeah. <laughs> Not. Yeah. Not games after game after game after game. Like I, as a as a Phillies fan, seeing guys hit home runs against our pitchers, like it just gets old after a while. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm being biased because it happens like, a little too much. Yeah, but yeah, I think they just need to worry more about exit velocity and yeah, getting back to like the basics of just hitting the ball hard and hitting opposite field hits like like the shit i think the shift like that i think that kind of ruins baseball although it is smart for guys that are pull hitters but i mean every time like bryce harper hits the ball over there i'm like oh it's an out <laughs> oh it's an out oh it's an out or dd well, it's they're like talking about they're talking about eliminating the shift really where you can't have a guy set up in the outfield you can still put like i think three like three or four guys on the like the right side of the infield or left side of the infield or whatever, but none yeah. of them can play, uh, be in the outfield grass. Or or like the shortstop can't go past second base or something like right. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean that that still keeps the shift intact. It just like gives it like a more structure, you know. Yeah. So I say you know it doesn't take away as many hits potentially. Yeah. But I mean that's so, some, that's something but, else that they would change and we're complaining about not changing and all that stuff yeah. and it's like like who like how do, how do you win like nobody ever yeah. wins so yeah but with that Brandon and I are gonna semi only a tiny tiny bit slightly contradict what we just said and talk about a guy who strikes out a ton but also hits a f ton of bombs as a guy as a potential trade candidate for the outfield later uh, yeah. but you know let's pick uh, there's a couple games that stood out to Brandon and I over the past week. Um, that we want to talk about. We're not talking about every single game. We won't go over the scores. I can't even tell you what the record yeah. was. I don't remember who we played. Well, uh, but, you know, but uh, I know one Brandon that you want to talk about is the Nick Maton game. Well, I well, I just want to say since we skipped over the Blue Jays series, obviously everybody knows the Phillies lost that one, one to two. Not going to go over all the games, but um, Vinny Velo did start the first game on Friday last week, and he he had a great game. It's a dangerous um, I, lineup. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I was surprised that he got the win, and then Nola didn't, and then Chase Anderson was up in the air, and he obviously didn't have a great game. He, he wasn't serviceable in that one. You um, were very, very nice to Chase Anderson, Brandon. I'm starting to think you have a crush on him or something like that. You call him eight runs up in the air, not serviceable. We gave Vinny V hot garbage no, all no, year I, last year, Brandon. Just no, say I, what it is. Chase I'm Anderson s- sucked balls. I'm not, say. I'm he saying, was horrendous. I'm saying when you look at the the lineup before the game happened, Chase Anderson was up. That game was up in the air because like you really didn't know what was going to happen. But the Nola game, like everybody looked at that. And they, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Vinny gets the win on Friday, which is incredible. Um, he's been pitching great. So he's right now he's, he's cold garbage. 
not hot garbage. He's regular garbage. That was better though, Brandon. <laughs> he's like he's garbage don't smell as bad. SpongeBob right? cleaned it off. He he was trying to write his book report and he was like spraying his garbage, saying, "I can't have dirty garbage." So, yeah, I know you know that episode. Don't look at me. I don't remember that episode. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah nick maton um that speaking of the chase anderson game he hit his first home run and Twice. yeah he had he had two, two home runs. he he was basically carrying the team i'm surprised he didn't have to get a backyotomy after that um what a backyotomy backyotomy yeah Is that hey, a thing a backy no it's uh, <laughs> i was like is that a thing it's, I, it's I, from a movie i, I think it's I had fucking back surgery. I don't know what the hell a back out of me is. Is that what they did to me? I think it's from uh, the movie Friday, if you ever seen that. Uh, movie. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. But, um, but no, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't need a back out of me because he was carrying the team on. I don't know. All right. There's two home runs. I think he went what three for four in that game, and uh, he hit the ball hard. That's yeah. all. Uh, he, he did extremely well. Very glad I picked him back up on our fantasy team. So cheers. I didn't get to watch that game, but uh, Sarah texted me a lot during the game, being like, "Hey, you guys should name this the Nick Mayton game uh, because like it, he's it the was. only one." Yeah, two home runs. Um, he, he had some defensive gems, of what I understand. Um, I think he had. I think it was four or five RBIs, is what he had. Uh, I think it was five. Yeah, I think you're yeah, right. I say so. Five. Nick Maton, pleasantly, pleasantly surprised and pleasantly happy yep. with how he's performing this year. I mean, he's been clutch. He was clutch in the rally on Tuesday night in the yep. eighth inning against the Marlins. I mean, uh, you can't ask for more from this guy, especially with guys like D.D. Gregorius, which uh, imagine going on the I.L. with his yeah. elbow. I mean, imagine imagine if the pitching went well in that game. And the Phillies yeah. and the Phillies had that offense like they would have won hands down. Like it just it's it's just so disappointing like seeing that score. Yeah, we just they, don't seem to match up as the team. Pitching does well, we don't yeah. hit. Hitting does well, we don't pitch. Yep, exactly. So, but Nick Maton, he he's a bro. Um, he's a total bro. Um, he also has a bro named Phil who pitches for Cleveland, which I didn't know. So I thought that was kind of cool that he. They, they're both in the majors. So, yeah. And unfortunately, but, we do not play the Cleveland Indians this year. Mm, no no family reunion. No brotherly love there. Nope. Nope. Sorry. Sorry, Phil. Uh, was there anything else that you want to talk about with, with that series? I mean, Nick Maton stole the show. Nick yeah, Maton and, um, and Vinny Velo stole the show for that series. Yeah, so. that, those are the, definitely the standouts for sure in that series. Um, and then, you know, we can get into... Was there another series we missed? No, no. That, was, that was it. Yeah. And then they got off on Monday. Into the, yeah, that's right. Got off on Monday in the Marlins series. I mean, obviously the game we want to talk about. Um, you know, today's game, as I said, I already talked about it earlier. It was disappointing. They left one for nine runners scoring position. That Trevor Rogers though, for the Marlins, that left-handed starter, he's damn good. Really good. Really Ooh. good starter. I have Trevor no Rogers is his name. He's he's now probably baseball uh, is his game. He's six and two with probably his ERA dropped from one point eight two most likely down to one point seven or something like that. But uh, he's he's great, amazing. Um, and then the Phillies definitely had some chances against the bullpen. 
Yeah. Uh, they had really hard ninth. hit, really hard hit balls that just you know Andrew McCutcheon in the eighth inning could have got a double home, and I say but it was a shot right to short the shortstop dove for it and got picked it right out of the air. Um, some defensive in this game today, uh, Wednesday's game, um, no errors, but Bohm could have played a better third base. Um, some balls that bounced off his glove twice, hard hit balls that went under his glove, none of them an error, but, you know, definitely could have played a better third base today. Um, yeah. did, but Zach, uh, Eflin, Zach Eflin pitched well. Okay, I was going to uh, ask how he pitched. Yeah, Zach Eflin pitched well, could have went another inning. Uh, but they took him out at the end of the sixth inning to put a pinch hitter in. And say and then, so, which makes sense. Hmm. Um, but then, obviously, the big game we talked about was Tuesday's game. That game was a ton of fun. And I said, because the eighth inning, you know, Brandon and I talked about it already. That's when the seven-run seven, seven yeah, run rally? Seven-run right? rally, yep. Yeah, seven-run rally. Two, two times no, bases no. were loaded. Yep, no home runs, seven hits, two walks, seven guys in a row reach base, or nine guys in a row reach base. That's that's fun baseball. That's yeah. fun baseball. Like I said, didn't have to see a home run. And I say guys hitting the opposite way, hitting singles, just putting the ball in play. I mean, that's what happens when you don't strike out 24-7 or yeah. 15 times a game. Putting the yeah. ball in play is super important. And, you know, that just showed Wheeler was dominant again. Mm-hmm. And it's a, uh, it's a shame he didn't get the win because he was they were down 3-1 at the time because uh, Alvarado was a little shaky, you know, gave up that two-run two blast to uh, uh, Chasm. His last name is Chisholm? Chasm? Ch- Chisholm. Chisholm. Ja- Jazz Chisholm. Chisholm. He's got blue hair. Yeah, really good. It's really good defensively, and I like him a lot. He's going to be a good player for the Marlins, so they'll trade him in like four years. Yeah. Um, and, and so, but yeah, I mean, just a, that was a fun game to watch. And then Hector Neris, I swear it was probably like a 30 second ninth inning because I turned around once and the game was over. Yeah. So, I mean, just some uh, hey, I mean, good baseball. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it could have been, you know, been nice to win the series thing and go for the sweep tomorrow, but it is what it is. Got to yeah. win the series tomorrow. Uh, Archie Bradley's back. Yes. And he got the win last back. night. Yeah. As some injury updates, uh, DD went to the IL. JT didn't go to the IL, but he hasn't played the past three or four games because of a his hand. Um, Who? Joe, Jojo JT? Romero. Yeah, JT. His he hasn't hand. played the past. Yeah. I thought it was his knee. Nope, hand. What the yep. hell? <laughs> yeah. You know, Bryce Harper's shoulders sore. Um, Jojo Romero's getting Tommy John. Bright. I mean, uh, not Bryce. Um, Scott Kingery ran into a wall and has a concussion. I mean, so probably the best uh, thing for the Phillies. Honestly. Yeah, honestly. Un- yeah. Unfortunately for him, hopefully yeah. he he gets better soon. Yeah, because uh, he needs to be in Triple A. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but a lot of injuries yes, sir. Uh, right now. But the one good news is we got Archie Bradley back. Yes. Yep. And I had him in our lineup tonight for fantasy, but I don't think he pitched. On the no. Or did he? Okay. No. Cool. I've one day too late. Um, do you want to talk about some possible trades, or or do you? I I wanted to bring up that Bryce Harper Bryce Harper article. You can do uh, the Bryce Harper article. Go ahead. All right. So so there's a uh, article by this Mike Petriello uh, from MLB.com on Bryce Harper, um, and I feel like I feel like a lot of people will appreciate this who have who haven't read it. 
but it's basically it's titled here's why harper's rbi count is deceiving um so it's basically an article about bryce harper and the year that he's having if you think he's not having a productive year you're wrong he well technically the numbers say that he's not but it's not him it's mostly the guys that are hitting ahead of him not getting on base and him not like because he's he's hitting the ball and getting on base but there's just nobody on base for him when he hits so that's why it looks like his numbers are low um but this article came out on the 13th so it was like six days ago and yesterday he had a pretty good game um but it starts off saying bryce harper notable slugging superstar has driven in 11 runners this year and if that doesn't sound impressive it's not uh, 187 other hitters have driven in that many or more as of Thursday morning, last Thursday morning, including less heralded names like Garrett Hampson and Stephen Vaux. And Harper's 11 runners uh, driven in would be barely more than the eight that A.J. Pollock had on May 2nd alone. Phillies pitchers have five runs driven in for comparison. So, I mean, this article goes on to say exactly what I, I started with um, as far as just runners aren't like the where Bryce Harper is hitting and the runners ahead of him are just not getting on base. So, I mean, if the Phillies can fix that, if the guys that are hitting ahead of him can get on base for Harper, his numbers will change. But I thought it was a great article. It, it, it honestly is a great read. If you have time to go back and, and read it again, it's Mike Petriello um, from MLB.com. And it's, it's titled, oh, what did I say? Here's why Harper's RBI count is deceiving. So, um, oh, and, and it also says only 14% of his plate appearances have come with runners in scoring position. So that is very low. I think, I think it's like, uh, there's like a chart or something. Yeah. So lowest percentage of plate appearances with runners in scoring position. Um, Bryce Harper is number six on this list for this year with 14.2% plate appearances with runners in scoring position. Um, the lowest right now is Tommy Edmond with 12.2% this year. And the lowest ever was in 2014 with 11% for Tony Gwynn Jr. So, I mean, that's a pretty low percentage plate appearance-wise with runners in scoring position for, for Bryce Harper. So so that's why his numbers look disappointing. Um, he It will hopefully get better as the season goes on. I don't know what, what you think about that, Alex. I don't know if you read this article, but again, I thought I thought it was a good one a good read i didn't read it but me and you talked about it yesterday uh yeah. but yeah it's something you know i noticed throughout the season because sandy mccutcheon and reese Hoskins just haven't got a base and eye clip like they normally do yeah like if if reese Ooh. was walking like he was last year harper's numbers would be right like a shit ton better and and mccutcheon oh. mccutcheon not that he's not producing because he's uh, he hit another home run tonight is he just hit for some reason, he hits home runs sometimes in the leadoff spot. So I don't know. It's ain't a bad thing. Yeah, it's not. It's not a bad thing. But I mean, for Harper's sake, it just makes his numbers look deflated. All right. So, but but yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. I did. I, I mean, the, the article is a lot longer than what I just talked about. But I don't. I didn't want to read the whole thing. So, but yeah, go read it. 
What yeah. else we got to talk about, Alex? And then, uh, I just want to talk about a uh, trade package that, you know, John Hayes, well, well, not a trade package necessarily, as much as just a guy. Trade target. Because, uh, yeah, trade target for the Phillies. I want to make aware to our listeners. Um, I don't want to spend much time on it. We, I actually realize we're almost at an hour already, as they on this podcast. Um, as I granted, I always find a lot to talk about, even when we don't have notes. Yep. Um, as I, but trade guy, candidate to pay attention to be Joey Gallo. Uh, outfielder for the Texas Rangers. He's a uh, center fielder, left fielder, right fielder. He plays all three outfield positions at a plus, at a premium. Um, and I say he's a guy who would hit, though, 200, so he doesn't hit for average, but he's a guy who would hit 40 to 50 bombs a year, especially in Citizens Bank Park. Left-handed hitter, you know, guy you need someone else on base in front of him, so I'd put him in the fifth or sixth spot uh, most games, most likely. Um, just to have make sure that there's guys in front of them like Harper and JT or, you know, whoever may be hitting in front of them. So uh, just a guy to be, you know, paying attention to. He has this this year and next year under contract uh, where he could take Andrew McCutcheon's spot next year because this is Andrew McCutcheon's last year on the team most likely. Um, so just just a guy to pay attention to. You might hear the trade rumors. Uh, huge power bat. be nice to put in those 40 to 50 home runs in Citizens Bank Park especially in this lineup, uh, fifth and sixth, then I think you could solidify and say, Brandon, that we have murderer's row. And then you would just use Odubel Herrera as your fourth outfielder uh, when you need to give Kutch or Gallo or Bryce Harper a day off. Sounds good to me. Let's do it. Amen. Get some packages together. Give it the package. There's there's like so many guys that you that we could like throw in there, but like I know we were when we were talking last night, it, we were like I don't know if that would do it because <laughs> Joey yeah, Gallo is a great it, player. Yeah, he's a, he's a good player. Uh, he's actually struggling a little bit this year. Um, Rangers aren't going anywhere. It's just the Phillies obviously don't have the best farm system, so there probably is going to be other teams who out outbid. Uh, Outbid them like a team like the Boston Red Sox, which Brandon is going to talk about a gentleman on the Boston Red Sox right now. Uh, I will talk about him, but I do think that even if the Phillies don't get Gallo, I, I think they are in line for a substantial trade this year. I would hope at least. You know, I, I mean, I, maybe not necessarily I'd still like substantial. to see Trevor Story. Maybe not substantial in name as much as substantial in helping the team where our holes are the worst, like yeah. the four or five spot in the rotation yeah. or more bullpen help uh, yeah. or, you know, another outfielder. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. When's the trade deadline? Is it before the All-Star break? Mm, after. After. All right. So we got we got at least a month. Maybe a Too month much. and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we got a while. We'll talk about that when the time comes. But, but yeah, um, speaking of the Boston Red Sox, uh, I don't know if I hate this guy or if it if I hate the Phillies, but I'm just going to say I hate Nick Pavetta so <laughs> much. Like, what the, hell was, why, wrong? What the hell was wrong with Philly that you couldn't do that here? He's five, currently 5-0 and oh for the Boston Red Sox. He's like... He's like one of the best pitchers in the league right now, right? He's pitching being, like it, yeah. Being at five and zero, oh, what's his? Do you have his ERA up? I'm t- pulling it up now. But uh, yeah, he this... is five and zero oh with a three point one six ERA. 
Like this guy was horrendous for the Phillies, at least the last couple of years that he has. There's a already this season he has a one WAR, and I say for his career it's two point one now. So he's outperforming the rest of the season with the Phillies by a mile. Pisses me off. Like what? What is it with Philly and? I mean, I guess, like you were saying, Jason Worth was on the Dodgers and he sucked there until he came to Philly and then we won the World Series. So I guess it can happen with any player. So, I mean, I'm I'm happy that he's doing well. I thought getting rid of him was like, it was like getting something off off the Phillies chest and it was like, oh, now we can breathe. Like we got oh, yeah, rid of this guy. Philly, for Philly in 2017, he had a six. 0.02 ERA. 2018, he had a 4.77 ERA. 2019, had a 5.38 ERA. And 2020, had a 6.89. I mean, I mean, Philly, they they did the right thing getting rid of him. Like, I, I wish they would do the same thing for some other players right now as well. But, I mean, just to see a guy do that, like, no matter what team you root for, it sucks. It just, it really sucks. I mean, like, that's what I'm afraid is going to happen to Scott Kingery. Like I'm afraid he's yeah. going to go somewhere and he's going to be this all-star that we know that he is, but it's just not happening right now in Philly. So it's just like, I don't know. It's just like, like all the players that the Sixers used to have, like Drew Holiday, like he's, he's an all-star. Um, Nikolai. Yeah, he was. Uh, Vukovic. If, am I saying that yeah. right? Vucevic. Like he, he went to Orlando, and I, I don't know if he went to any other teams, but like he he turned out to be an all star. Um, trying to think of like other guys right now that the Sixers drafted and are amazing. Oh, a bunch. oh Andre Iguodala, he won two two or three championships with the Warriors as a six man. Like it just it just makes it just make as a fan of the team that those players came from. It's just like ah. Why? So, you have anything to add to that? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't hate Nick Pavetta. I mean, it's not like I don't either. I'm he was I, harsh to the Philadelphia, but you know, he definitely pisses off for the past four years, and now see him do this, like you said, it just it just sucks. sucks. Especially we could use a guy like that in the fourth or fifth spot. Exactly. Exactly. Um. But yeah, uh, the the last thing I wanted to talk about, I don't want to talk about it too much, but it's just unspoken rules of baseball. I know Alex, you heard about the Chicago White Sox player hitting a 400 foot bomb off of uh, the backup catcher for the Twins, a studio, a studio or whatever his last name is. He threw a 47 mile an hour pitch, three uh, zero count, and um, Mercedes. I don't know his first name. Um, he he clobbered it, and I think this, the White Sox were already up big. So I don't know what your thoughts are, but I'm all for that, especially with the year that the Phillies had last year and they couldn't hold a lead. Get as many runs as you can, because I mean, even if it's against a position player, it's like if if you have to put a position player in there, like just pitch better. Or like Trevor Bauer, right. I think, said, put a pitcher in if you don't want that to happen. You know? Right. Yeah, I mean, with this, uh, obviously, if you listen to this podcast, I, I'm more of an old school, traditional 
uh, person when it comes to baseball rules and different things like that um, and how I like the game being played. Uh, but with this, honestly, it doesn't piss me off and it doesn't make me happy. I mean, it's just, eh, whatever. Like, you know, probably shouldn't have swung on a three-out count, you know. Probably shouldn't have, but, but I get but I get pissed also, at guys that don't do it But normally. also, you know, what's the matter? He hit a home run in the game, last, you know, last an extra couple of minutes. The thing that would make me mad about it is Tony LaRusso uh, told that they laid down a sign. Tony LaRusso laid down a sign, do not swing, and he swung. Mm-hmm. So that's something where, you know, you don't listen to the manager. He saw it. And so you swung anyways. That's something that would make me mad. That yeah. that's the that's the only thing that makes me mad about it. I mean, otherwise, if Tony Larusso didn't give him a sign or anything like that, whether to swing or not, and see so in that situation, he swung. Whatever, I don't care. I see. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know that. I didn't know he was given a sign to not yeah. swing. So I guess I guess that does change things a little bit. But I mean, still, just pitch better. I know, I know this is, I know this is a stretch, but like, say the Phillies are are playing the Marlins. Say the Phillies are up. Say the Phillies clinched the the division at the end of the year, but they're going for like a record win win total or whatever. Are you gonna sit guys? Like the Marlins have no chance of winning the division or anything. Are you gonna like sit guys to not win the game? because the Phillies are already, like, up by that many games? Hello, you play to win the game. Yeah, like, like the Phillies are obviously going to play to to win and go for, like, that win record, you know? Like, they're not just going to, like, lay down and be like, oh, well, it was a 3-0 count, and, yeah. you know, <laughs> I don't know. I know that's a stretch, but, and a different scenario, because it's not, like, a 3-0 count, and... Uh, position player pitching it's like games win wa- games that you're winning and being up i don't know <sighs> all right everything i thought this was going to be a positive podcast i think it was a good podcast <laughs> no screaming involved yet no it was, until it brandon good. finds out he's having a baby oh boy no no text Any yet update? No text yet. Brand's um, like, oh shit, I have ten missed calls. I I did I did want to make sure everybody knows that the Sixers play. Do they play Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Sunday against either the Pacers or the Wizards. So Correct. go Sixers That's and right. go Phillies. Sixers. Yep. Hopefully, let's take the series on Thursday against the Marlins. That'd be great. Who pitches tomorrow? I know Alcantara uh, pitches for the Marlins. Who do we got? Uh, Anderson. Uh, yeah. Or Vinny. Vinny. Vinny? Yeah. All right. Maybe he can continue his streak. Maybe. Alcantara is a good pitcher for the Marlins. So. He is. He is, but we'll see. Yep. All right. All right. Keep hunting, buddy. Keep hunting.